Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. You are the most amazing producer. I got to tell you, I only have one complaint about today's show. A complaint? Yes, I I know. We just started. The big complaint... There is too much, too much good stuff in today's show. Uh, Cleaning up after your furry friend, that's the theme today. We love them. Yes, we do. But they make a mess. (laughs) And also from HGTV, Rebecca's Garden, Rebecca Coles. You watch that program? I do. I love it. I I love all HGTV shows. You know me. If I only had that one channel, I'd be happy. You'd be fine, huh? Yeah. And from Saturday Night Live... Comedian, actress Victoria Jackson will be joining us today. Oh my gosh. What, no, woo-hoo? Woo-hoo. Well, yeah, I'm just tongue-tied. Woohoo. Well, let's uh, let's get it kicked off with your friend Rebecca. Hi Rebecca. Hello. Rebecca Coles from HGTV's Rebecca's Garden joining us. H- how are you doing today? Uh, well, you know what? I am in the Midwest where it's been hotter than fire and and now it's been raining like crazy. That's got to affect the garden, huh? Oh, horribly. I know. First it was a drought, now we got too much rain. I, I I can't figure out what's happening in my garden. It just seems like everything's different this year. And I don't know if that's nationwide, if it's global warming, or, or what the deal maybe, is. Maybe it's the gardener. Hey, it could be the gardener. <laughs> it absolutely could be. Uh, so let me ask a question about our pets and the plants that we have around our garden. I know that around Christmas time, there's always a list. There's this list of plants that are that are released that right. talk about the, uh, the plants, lilies, and... and uh, Point City, yeah, the, the flowers that are holiday flowers. Not a lot of people realize that plants in the garden during the summer also could be right. as dangerous. You know, I think people would be shocked if they really knew how many plants that, very common plants they have growing in their backyard, are poisonous not only to children but to our dogs as well. Some perfect examples. Um, uh, if you have foxglove, which is uh, very dangerous, uh, morning glory, any of the nightshade really? families. Yeah. Um, some other things include uh, uh, Asiatic lilies, Easter lilies, um, uh, stargazer lilies, which are up now, the tiger lilies, um, some of your shrubs, the holly, Jerusalem cherry, uh, oleander, um, wow. rhododendron, and you know, the yew, which is Everybody grows yews. Very, very dangerous and deadly. Um, aloe vera that people grow sometimes in a pot sitting uh-huh. on their uh, either indoors or out. Mm-hmm. Dangerous to dogs. And so a lot of stuff. And, and you know what I tell people with kids or dogs to make an inventory of what you have outdoors. And if it if it's if you have a dog with a sniffing snout that might take a bite, you know, you might want to dig it out. It's just not worth it. I have dogs, and I would just be crushed oh, sure. knowing that one of my plants is poisonous, ended up killing him. And, and one thing to keep in mind, too, that if, if your dog seems to show symptoms uh, and you know that it was, you know, laying in, in your perennial, do try to take samples of any of the plants you think the dog might have ingested to your veterinarian. Mm. And then they can start their uh, procedures or what they need to do right away rather than running all kinds of tests trying to figure out what the problem is to begin with. Well, there's different levels of toxicity, I would imagine. Uh, For instance, uh, poison ivy would just be nothing more than uh, a rash and itching and and probably would be... 
treated with some kind of topical. Well, and you know what's funny with poison ivy? Dogs yes. are not affected by it. Really? I didn't really? know that. No. And see, here's what happens. In, <laughs> uh, poison ivy, man, and now this, you, you talked about global warming. Yeah. I don't know if you heard, but this research was done at Cornell, and they're trying to figure out what's going to happen to the vegetation across America if global warming does, in fact, continue at the rate they suspect it's going now. Mm. Now, understand this was in a closed environment, but they started pumping in uh, carbon dioxide to plants. Mm -hmm. Well, it dramatically affected our fruit trees. I mean, to the point that it's going to be a very sad day if we see them dying off. Mm. But the plants like poison ivy, Mm -hmm. um, the wicked kudzu weed down south, ragweed, actually took off like crazy. Oh, no. And so so here you're talking, and people go, well, I don't have poison ivy. Well, maybe you do and you just don't know about it because poison ivy can be a very beautiful plant. It, it is a vine and also acts as a shrub sometimes, a woody shrub. So it may be, you know, climbing up your tree. It has beautiful foliage, and, of course, the berries are nice. But what's interesting about poison ivy is that if it's bruised or crushed and your dog or your cat happens to run into the woods to catch a ball, run into the neighbor's yard to catch a ball, and rubs up against a bruised plant, mm-hmm. the oil, the wicked oil I call it, urushiol, gets on their coat. It doesn't bother them, but you come back to pet Fluffy, oh, no. and suddenly a couple of days later, you've you got this rash. You go, <laughs> where did I get this? Wow. It takes one millionth of an ounce of urushiol to create the allergic reaction and 85% of the people are allergic to poison ivy. Poison ivy, doesn't it manifest itself in so many different uh, ways that the, really the only way to identify it is by its its three leaves? And... Uh, yeah. What I tell people, leaves of three, leave them be. And one good way, you go, well, there's a lot of plants out there like that. Well, that's just safe to tell the kids, tell everybody. But the one thing that really makes a difference with poison ivy is the cluster of the leaves is three. Mm-hmm. The, the, there'll be one coming out on the stem that is usually longer than the two on the side, and the two on the side are exactly, um, if you were to take them, their stems, it would exactly create a horizontal line. They're exactly opposite of each other. They have like a tooth, uh, they could, and it's interesting because some can be smooth edged, some can be a little serrated, but usually there's little a little tooth that's taken out of them, and then you will get the berries in the fall. But I always tell people a good thing to do is go online, look up, poison ivy there's a million pictures and just look at them and then go out and try to do a treasure hunt and see if you have it and 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 don't be surprised isn't it regional no it's poison ivy is grown everywhere in the the country except um in the desert and portions of the west coast Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I'm a, I'm a gardener. I love to garden. I may not be as good as, uh, uh, as well, like you said, it could be the gardener. Uh, i got to tell you, you really brought me down with that, because when Rebecca Cole says it could well, be the gardener, you know, then you're... you're but wait, me, next year I want to put together a garden that is great for my pets. That okay. is good for me. That is great for my pets. What are some great plants? Like, for instance, you said you have dogs. What do you have in your garden that won't hurt our animals? I have Rudbeckia's cone flowers that are up right now. But, 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 
part of that too is is I've worked with my dog to stay out of the the garden, and I designed my yard around my dog. Believe it or not. Mm. Um, and that's something that will save people a lot of headache is, you know, what, before you start landscaping, watch your dog. See where dogs will follow the same path in and out of the house. Follow that path. And, you know, don't mess it up for them. Make that their path. Give them their play area. But then you got to draw the line and let them know where they're not allowed. Just, you know, it's just like in the house. You know, everybody has pets who aren't allowed in the living room or don't get on that leather couch. And the dogs know that. Well, the yard should be the same thing. Okay. The yard is not their their playground where anything goes. It's the same rules apply, and you just have to let Fido know where he can and can't go. Well, so you had to train your dogs to stay out of the garden. Of course, that's one of the biggest complaints about dogs going and tearing up gardens. Yeah. It's How did you do that? Well, what I do, I'm lucky because uh, we, we got Winston. He's a field-trained dog, so he, he was way ahead of the curve. He's a hunting dog, so he was already trained as a, a pup so he had um, you know the behavior to train well so what I I've got a raised bed and he'll follow me the end there and when we get there I turn around and tell him to sit and you know tell him to stay and I go and do my thing and he'll try to come over and, and it's just like a kid in timeout put him back sit and stay and also you know when I first started I took out dog treats and when he sat there I gave him a treat and he'd wait and then here's what I do and a lot of people complain with their dogs. They put brown spots in the lawn. Mm-hmm. Well, my mother told me this a million years ago. Her mother told her to feed the dog tomato juice. And I was told that, and I don't know if this is true, that the toxicity of the urine is it will burn the grass because it's too salty. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a deficiency of vitamin C. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. <laughs> so I started doing the tomato juice. And when my dog sits there while I'm gardening, I throw him a tomato. And, oh, he is happier than a pig in mud. And he'll eat it up, and he, but he lays. He stays outside of the garden. And that's just the key is you just let them know where they go, tell them to sit, do all the things that you would normally do when you train them. Now, what about fertilizing? If I should fertilize my lawn or even if I take my dog for a walk in the neighborhood, I don't know what other neighbors yeah. have put down on their yard. You know, it, it just slays me that, um, you know, people spray herbicides, pesticides, and fertilizers on their yards and gardens, uh-huh. and then they, then you have to stay off of it for 24 hours. And I, my rule of thumb in my family is, um, you know, if I can't eat my grass, I... I, I, I mean, I can't. I don't put anything on my grass that will not allow me to eat it. If I can't feel comfortable with a product, if I can't put it on my skin and worry about it, I don't use it. And, and I've always been organic. And there are so many options out there. And for people at home with pets, don't even think about using anything toxic. You know, there are organic fertilizers. Fall is the very best time to fertilize your lawn. And, and you know, what I was going to tell you earlier, Hal, is the number one reason that plants don't grow is that people kill them with kindness. Mm. <laughs> and oftentimes they, and I, my mantra is neglect with respect. <laughs> and I laugh because Hal waters his garden just every day. and it's just... Hal, no, you don't do that. Once, in fact, your lawns too, once a week, water deeply. <laughs> 
yeah, and forget laughing. about it. That's a big thing around here with the garden. Uh, Rebecca Coles, our special guest on HGTV's uh, Rebecca's Garden. Uh, check out your, your website, uh, which I, I what, what are we going to find there? Well, the, the website, Rebecca's Garden, is a companion to the show, and you can find, you just, whatever you're looking for, we've been doing this for 11 years, so I think we've talked about everything, including landscaping for pets, and also, um, you, I have a new magazine, Seasons by Rebecca, wow. which is my own thing that I'm doing myself. It's full of content. Congratulations. That yeah. sounds great. And that's at uh, RebeccaColes.com. You can take a look at it. What about a, a book, uh, Four Seasons to Grow On? That is an ancient book that is no longer uh, in, in, in print. But I bet if you go on eBay, you can find it for about three bucks. Oh, wow. <laughs> There you go. Uh, you know, uh, I'm all about saving money. Yeah. So. Well, we, I think we all are. Yeah. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, I, I've learned so much. I wish we had more time. Next time, please arrange more time yes, with Rebecca. Uh, hold on one second. Okay. Now, coming up in just a second, we have Victoria Jackson. I believe she's already online, too, waiting for us. She is. Don't keep her waiting. Okay. Animal Radio is brought to you by Knockout. If the problem is pet odors, Knockout is the solution. Simply spray and walk away. Knockout is biodegradable, non-toxic, and safe for your pets. Yeah, it's spelled kind of weird, but boy, does it work. N-O-K-O-U-T. N-O-K-O-U-T. Get yours today at www.knockout.com. That's knockout.com. We'll be back with Victoria Jackson right here on Animal Radio. Oh, looks like you caught me peeking in your bathroom closet. Hi, I'm Be Humane, star of Be Humane Go Shopping. Perhaps you've heard of me. You've got a lot of stuff that was tested on animals. Shampoo, cleaner, mascara. Did you know that some of these companies still test their products on animals? Throw this stuff out. You see, you have a choice when buying your household and cosmetic products. You can make a difference for animals by only buying cruelty-free products. What? How do you know these products are cruelty-free? Request a free compassionate shopping guide from AAVS. To know which companies are cruelty-free, just call 1-800-SAY-AAVS or visit www.aavs.org and look for my movie, Be Humane, Go Shopping. Don't forget, 1-800-SAY-AAVS or visit www.aavs.org. Hi, Hal Abrams with Animal Radio, and I want to tell you about a very powerful novel. Animal Instinct is a page-turning book on crusading for the animals that you and I can relate to. You'll read about Eleanor Green as she quits her job and joins the animal rights movements. Eleanor believes that animals are her true calling, and she endures the daily batterings from her tyrant boss to gain some kindness for the animals. Not only will you be shocked and amazed at the unexpected outcome, you'll be moved by her plight along the way. Animal Instinct is available at bookstores everywhere and at Animal Instinct Novel. Has your dog rolled around in something unspeakable? Does the litter box make you gag? Are smells in the carpet or on your bed simply awful? Eliminate all bad pet odors with Knockout. N-O-K-O-U-T. Simply spray and walk away. Knockout is safe, dependable, non-toxic, and destroys odors on contact. Knockout, the pet owner's best friend. Get Knockout today at Knockout.com. N-O-K-O-U-T.com. Knockout odors now. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. 
This is Animal Radio Network. Okay, we have Victoria Jackson on hold on line two. Animal Radio brought to you by American Anti-Vivisection Society. Did you know your common everyday purchases can make a big difference for the animals? They can. Get your free compassionate shopping guide by calling the American Anti-Vivisection Society at 1-800-SAY-AAVS. Okay, one or two. She's on two. That's so beautiful. You knew that it hangs because it had a hole there. Because well, I love it, and I just didn't. I don't want it sitting on the counter. Yeah. Hi, Victoria. Hi, is this how? Yeah, Victoria Jackson. It sounds like I don't know what you're. We're trying to figure out what you're doing there. Oh, my mom is here because it's my birthday tomorrow, and. <gasps> She's um, fix, she always fixes my treasures that break. Uh-huh. And um, there's this dish that um, Lauren Michaels gave me, and it was broken, and she fixed it. Oh. So I was ooing and aahing. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Now, does she have any special technique? Is it super glue, or is it mother saliva and understand does everything? She can do anything. She Oh, the other thing she fixed, because we were cleaning out my garage, was this little hat I got my daughter when she was a baby, and it had a bird on the top, and um, the bird got lost and broken. She she found a new bird and glued it on the top. She's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's great. That, my mother just left everything. Uh, I'd break it, and that was it. It was in the tray, even before it was broken. Listen, I understand every time you have a child that you, you add a, a new puppy to the house. No, every time I want to get pregnant oh. and my husband says no, I get a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how many puppies do we have now? We all only have three. Okay. And I resisted the urge the other time. Well, that's good. What, what are their names? Okay, well, first of all, well, we've had lots of dogs through our, our lives, of course, and cats and everything. Um, unfortunately, our cats were mauled to death by some wild animal. Ooh. And we don't even live in a, a mountain or anything, and uh, I'm suspecting it was stray dog or something. I don't know. Hmm. We have a really quiet neighborhood, and my husband found uh, Lucky on our front step, our cat mauled death, and I'm glad I didn't see it. I couldn't have taken that. But anyway, um, we have... You really brought me down, Victoria. Okay, well, okay, you know what? Edit that out. Throw that in the garbage can. (laughs) That does not exist in a happy world. (laughs) But in the happy... There's lots of happy world, though. Uh, Okay, let's talk about happy world. Okay, first we got Buddy, who's looking at me right now, and Uh he's a Yorkie, and he's gorgeous, and it was from a breeder, I guess. Uh-huh. It was called Breeder something, and he's the perfect dog. Okay. Okay, I wanted to name him Buster, but my daughter was seven, and it was her birthday present, so she got to name him, and she named him Buddy after Air Bud. Okay, after Air Bud, okay. Oh, yes. She likes basketball. And I wanted him to be Buster after Edith Ann, um, Lily Tomlin's uh, monologue. Oh, yes. <laughs> I memorized when I was young by the name Edith Ann. But I have a dog. His name is Buster. I, I always kiss him on the lips, but it is not pleasant. But sometimes I'll put mouthwash in his doggy water. It helps. If you love someone, you can kiss them on the lips, and you do not have to wash it off. So I wanted him to be Buster, but she named him Buddy, so he's Buddy. Buddy Buster. Okay. And then who else is there? Actually, she did name him Buddy Buster Blue, so I'd be happy. Oh, well, there you go. Why not give mom a little, you know? Yeah. You know, she's been so good to me. So is, is Buddy the only one? Buddy is, no, no. Buddy is, uh, let's see, he's five years old in human years, and he is very famous. Um, do you want me to tell you yes, about I do. him, or do you want me to tell you the other one? Uh, tell, tell us about him. Why is he so famous? Okay, well, first of all, 
He is famous because he was on a television program. Wow. Called Romeo on Nickelodeon. Mm. It's Little Romeo's show, but it's just called Romeo. And I was the nanny for uh, 20 episodes, and we went to Vancouver. I talked the the director-producer into hiring Buddy. I said, I think my character, the nanny, it would be funny if she showed up at the front door with a dog. (laughs) You know, peas everywhere. Because, you know, it's funny to me that, you know, you would hire a nanny and she just brings her dog and doesn't even ask permission. It's like bringing your kid to work. Yeah. And so um, he wrote that into the script and uh, Buddy came with me to Vancouver for five months and he was an actor dog. He never acted before. And he was so good. I mean, he, like, he would put up with the costumes. They put little costumes on him, like a matador um, costume. With, and, and they made him a bull with horns. <laughs> and they put, like, a cape on him. They they um, dressed him up. What else did they dress him up? Was he sag after? That's what I want to know. He, no. No, he didn't have his card. No, I don't know if they have a dog card, but he was so good. And um, don't write this, but Master P, who was in the show, tried to scare him. Really? And I scolded Master P really bad, and I think that might be why I got fired. <gasps> but don't put that in there. Because- no, this is just between you and you. In fact, yeah. I didn't hear that. I don't right. I don't even want to know that. I'll tell you that right now. Like, Master P acted like he was going to hit him. And I screamed at him and I said, how dare you? I said, the reason Buddy's a good dog, no one's ever hurt him or scared him. What are you trying to do? I mean, you're six foot five. Are you nuts? And uh, and then he like looked at me like, how dare you talk to me? I'm the producer of the show. And then I did uh, my karate kick. I did my a karate kick and I just missed his head, masterpiece head by like an inch. And I, and I didn't mean to hit him. I was just like goofing around. I said, hey, don't mess with my dog. And I did a karate kick and so then after 20 episodes he uh actually karate chopped me in the neck two times and it hurt and i said why could you do that and he goes i thought you knew karate <laughs> so he's been holding it in for 20 shows and uh that might be why i got let go i don't know maybe it's because the review in the paper said i was the best part of the show but you know that's <laughs> off the record so so buddy got let go too i think i guess it. that's the end of his career huh yeah yeah but he didn't want to be an, an actor anyway so okay so we're in the airport and we're going home and i'm happy to be going back home even though my kids were with me the whole summer it was shot in the summer so i didn't have to be away from my children they were with me uh watching you know buddy and, and brushing him and bathing him so he'd look good on tv mm-hmm. and um in the airport i was letting him walk on his leash on the moving uh sidewalk because oh. Because I, I'm supposed to have him in his little cage, but I knew he was going to be in the airplane for like 12 hours. Uh-huh. So I thought, I'll let him walk around. It's his last chance to be moving his limbs for like a flight sure. to L.A. and then a flight to Miami. Sure. Vancouver, L.A., L.A., Miami. So uh, we're walking along, and when we come to the end of the runway, instead of hopping off of it, his paw got trapped oh. in between where the moving walkway ends. Oh. That little space, and oh my goodness, uh, he he screamed in pain. I, I pulled his foot out. I didn't know what to do, going against the machine, and it, there's blood everywhere, all over me, oh, no. all over him. This and has was, a good ending, right, doesn't it? So then, it, like, we were screaming in pain, and um, 
And everyone just stared and walked away from us like we were nuts. And then finally some medics came who helped people who might have a problem. And they said, we don't know what to do. And I go, well, what would you do if it was a human? And they're like, I don't know, you know, wrap something around it. Well, Brave Buddy gets on the plane with no medication and this ripped toe pad and sat there quietly for the whole trip home. When we got to Miami, we rushed to the vet who's open all night and they, you know, gave him painkillers and everything and he healed and and he's the perfect dog. We're with Victoria Jackson and we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more right after this on Animal Radio. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. And welcome back. We're with uh, the illustrious Victoria Jackson, who just told us the story of Buddy, who got his uh, paw stuck in a escalator floor. I, I imagine all the other dogs don't have as illustrious lives. Oh yes, we have millions more stories. Hmm. Okay, so then Buddy, after a couple years, I thought he looked lonely because when we go to school and stuff, he's all alone. So I got him a wife. A wife. A wife. Yeah, I got him a wife. Did they have a wedding? They had a wedding. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, when it was Aubrey, my 12-year-old's, um, like, 10th birthday, I brought home a fluffy white Maltese, because Yorkies and Maltese are my favorite dogs. Uh-huh. And I um, used to have one of each when I was on Saturday Night Live, too. Anyway, um, we brought her home, and she married Buddy, and he got her pregnant immediately. Wow. Oh, wow. Now, here was my plan. I was like, well, I've always wanted to see if a, if a Yorkie and Maltese would, how cute their puppy would be. So I didn't get them fixed. And everyone said, you better get them fixed. I'm like, why? I mean, this is my home and they're married and, you know, why can't they have a baby? So they had a puppy. Now, well, first of all, Buddy was when Daisy was only one. And he went insane when she went into heat, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was humping her. Oh, my goodness. So I had to tie him to the kitchen cabinet. Uh-huh. He was like straight. He was choking himself on the leash to get near her. Which, by the way, I don't use the, the collars. I use the harnesses uh-huh. because I don't like them to choke on their, uh-huh. you know, when you're walking them. Yeah, we don't recommend those either. Yeah, I've discovered the harness thing. So um, they all have little leather harnesses that match red, blue, and $100 each. Red, blue, and green. Anyway, so Buddy had this wife, and then he got her pregnant. And But we didn't know she was pregnant. But really? she's acting really sleepy. She has a long body. Uh-huh. And it didn't puff out like a woman. Uh-huh. And so I took her to the vet, and I said, is my dog pregnant? Because she she's very sleepy, and, and, um, they, and I, she's kind of young. And they said, we don't have any tests for it. The, the secretary was mean at the vet's office. And she said, we don't have any tests for that. I said, you're kidding. Yeah. I, I, I go, really? And she goes, well, we could x-ray her if you want. And I go, oh, is that bad? Or I just kind of thought I should know, you know, or prepare or something. And she was really mean to me and acted like an x-ray was ridiculous. So I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. So I took her home. And at 5 in the morning on Friday the 13th, last year, May 13th, Friday the 13th, 5 a.m., my daughter comes in my room and says, Mommy, the dogs are barking under the bed and I can't make them be quiet. 
And I said, okay. I thought maybe there's a mouse or something. So I go in there with my eyes half shut. And Daisy is running in, under the bed and out from the bed. Under the bed and out from the bed with blood on her. <laughs> and so, I, but I didn't know why she's running in and out. So I saw blood around her. And I was like, and she's white, you know. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then we heard this. I get the flashlight. I look under there, and there's this tiny puppy. It was so exciting. And it was light brown, and it was shaped like a peanut. <laughs> and so I thought it should be named Peanut. I would have named her Lamb Chop because I like the name Lamb Chop better. But I let her do it. <laughs> I and actually had a dog named Lamb Chops. Isn't that the cutest yes. name? It's fun to say and everything. <laughs> and plus it's white, you know, it looks like lamb chop. So anyway, so Daisy, and so we, um, so I couldn't fit under the bed. So my daughter, Aubrey, crawls under the bed and, and very gently pulls him out. And then uh, Daisy licked all the gook off of him and licked herself clean. Like I was going, oh, what should I do? How do I clean blood off of a dog? I have no idea. And he's like, call the vet. So I call the vet and he goes, you know, the dog will take care of it all herself. I'm like, well, how do I clean the blood off? Well, like 20 minutes later, the puppy's clean, the mom is clean, and they're nursing. <laughs> I'm like, how do they know how to do that? So she only had one? They're, you know, Buddy's only 7 pounds and Daisy's only 7 pounds. So you could really only expect one so far, at least the first batch. Well, I think what happened was all the puppies she would have had combined into one giant oaf. Because this puppy is bigger than both of them. He's one year old. He's bigger than both of them. He did everything wrong, okay? First of all, he was cute and everything until he stopped nursing. And then he became a maniac. And these two dogs have never peed in my bed. They've never done anything wrong. They're, they're, they're trained to go on their little pads. Mm-hmm. They, they go outside to go to the bathroom, but they hold it in until they get back in the house because they think they're human. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, if you're going to hold it in until you get home, then we'll give you a little pad. So uh, they each have their own pad in a special spot, trying to hide it from company. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they go on their little spot. So <clears throat> this peanut guy... He, he doesn't know, he, I think there's something about the scent, and he won't go on their pads because mm. their scent is on it. So he was very confused. So he started going in between the two pads. So I started getting those pads and sopping up his pee-pee uh. with the blue pad, but with it, which was a big mistake because on it, it says that it has some secret ingredient that makes dogs want to go on it. Uh-huh. So here I had this blue and white pad upside down, soaking up the pee-pee, putting that scent on that spot over and over. <laughs> so for, like realized like a year later, oh my goodness, there. I was putting that scent there and telling him not to go there. Uh, so they're still marking there, huh? Well, uh, basically, Peanut, he changed. I'll tell you what happened. Well, he's a boy and Buddy's a boy, so they started having male rivalry. Uh-oh. And I never, like, I'm not a dog expert. I mm. just figured if you love them a lot, they'll do everything right. <laughs> just so, like children. Yeah. So, um, Buddy, you know, loves his squeaky toy. So we were throwing his squeaky toy, and we thought, oh, isn't it cute? His son, the puppy, is chasing behind him trying to get it. Well, one day, it was like, Dad, I want that toy. And Dad's like, that's my toy. And they had a fight over the squeaky toy. Uh-oh. And Peanut... Uh, bit Buddy and ri- with his tooth ripped Buddy's cornea, Ooh. his uh, eyeball from top to the bottom in the middle. Oh! 
So we took Buddy to the vet, to the eye surgeon doctor, $1,500 eye surgery. Mm. They actually sewed his eyeball together, and I was devastated. Poor Buddy beat up again, mm-hmm. right? And um, and so we, I said, Paul, we just can't have this. We're going to, uh, well, well, first of all, I got them fixed. There. Yeah, Very there you idea. go. Yes. Well, I don't know if it was before. I think it was before the eyeball thing. But they still had this male rivalry. So we quit doing squeaky toys. We No more throwing the toys um, unless one of them's locked in a room. And then we take turns. And, you know, we, they still had the rivalry. And then Peanut started peeing on my bed five times in the middle of my bed. Ugh. To say he was mad about something. I guess. I said, Paul, this isn't working. Let's find someone to adopt Peanut. Peanut's a Morky. He's Maltese mother, a Yorkie Marky. dad, so he's a Morky. <laughs> so we, we, we looked, we tried to uh, adopt him to someone. I called the Yorkie, you know, adoption lady. I, I asked my vet, and we found this old lady mm-hmm. through a guy, through a guy, whose husband had just died, and she wanted the dog to give all of her love to. Cool. I'm like, perfect. So this one day, we I wrap him up. I, I, I take the picture of his birth, 8 by 10 of his birth, uh-huh. of when he was just born with blood on him. I, I got his favorite toy. I got his, all his stuff, his, you know, whatever, his parents' papers that proves they're purebred and everything. And I get everything together, and I, and I drive to Fort Lauderdale to give it to this old lady. Mm-hmm. And I sobbed the whole Aww. day. I was sobbing. My eyes Aww. were puffy, and I... Everyone thought it was crazy because I was at my daughter's friend's birthday party, and I was crying. I couldn't breathe and everything. So I, I meet the lady, and I gave him to her, and I was devastated. Mm. So, okay, but it gets better. Okay. okay. So the next day, I can't breathe, and I can't sleep, and I can't do anything because I can't stop crying because he's my child. Right. He's born in my house. Uh-huh. And you gave him away. I know. And so I told my husband, call the old lady and get him back. I can't pay. I'm too embarrassed to call her. And he's like, Vicky, I can't do that. I can't call. And I go, no, Paul, I can't eat. I can't sleep. I can't breathe. <laughs> and, and he's like, Vicky, he's fine. She loves him. And so I couldn't. I, the day went on. I couldn't take it. So I called her. And I said, how's, um, how's Peanut doing? She goes, oh, he... He must be grieving because he won't get up, he won't eat, he won't sleep. He miss mommy. Yeah, and I, and that that was it. I was okay. I was gone. So I said, okay. She goes, it'll be fine. He'll get used to me. Uh, and then she had him in a cage all night, which I always let him sleep in my bed. I was poor like, a guy. cage, the poor thing. He's freaking out. So um, what I did was I said to my husband, I'm gonna die if you don't get him back. My husband calls the lady and says, my wife is going to die. I mean, I, so I have to. And she says, no, it'll be fine. He goes, no, I have to get it. My husband's a policeman, and he has big muscles and guns. Mm. Okay, so we'll listen. In a police car. So he drives to her house without me. I was too embarrassed. And I was so too distraught. My daughter and my husband drive up there, pry the dog out of her arms, mm. And she started crying. Oh, no. Yeah. I feel so guilty. And he brings him home. Paul says, I'm never doing that again. So don't you ever, no matter what Peanut does, we're not giving him away. Uh, Victoria, I think he's a keeper. Your husband. 
Oh, yes, he, I owe him for that. They came home. I was so happy. Peanut was a little confused, like, what happened? <laughs> but he never did anything bad after that. Oh, uh, he learned. He knew that, you know, it's like, you know, detention hall or something. And did you, did you give any children away after that, Victoria? No, and Peanut doesn't pee in my bed anymore. Good. He goes outside. He's the only dog who goes on the grass every morning. I go outside with him. He's the only one who pees in the grass, and I reward him. He, he doesn't do anything wrong. I see that you're on tour. I wanted to tell listeners before we run out of time. Uh, you're uh, at the Grove with, is it Norm MacDonald? Are you opening, or, or is she opening for you? Wait a minute. This isn't live. Yes. Yes, why? It's, oh, I forgot. It's for radio, right? Yes. yes. Oh, I was thinking it was for print. <laughs> Only pet lovers could listen to a long story about a pet. Well, that's uh, that's who we <laughs> that's have us. listening. It's thus the name Animal Radio. Uh, so, And it's all grand. So can I tell the listeners now? Yes, okay. tell the listeners. Oh, wait, let me finish. Okay. Okay, Peanut is a beautiful, gort. Oh, I watched them all last night. He's a gorgeous mixture. He's, mo- he's all white like his mom. He has a tiny bit of brown from his dad, and his face is gorgeous like Buddy's face. Uh-huh. And, and he's perfect, and I love him so much. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What, what were you saying about my plugging something? Are you opening for Norm MacDonald? What's happening here in Anaheim August 26th? I'm, I'm opening for Norm MacDonald. Okay. And then I'm opening for Kevin Nealon at a college in... West Hartford, Connecticut. So if you're listening on uh, AM 990 in Hartford, October 14th, opening for Kevin Nealon. Yeah. If you're listening on K-Big or Coast or anywhere in the Southern California area, opening for Norm MacDonald August 26th at the Grove. You are so awesome. We are so glad that you love your animals so much, and we thank you so much for spending time with us today. You're welcome. I, I, I thank you for letting me talk about them. I don't get to do that much. Oh, it's, we love it. It's like showing pictures to uh, yeah. of, of grandbabies and children and showing them off. Oh, Yes, one more funny thing. Daisy has um, an eyeball that goes the wrong way. It's it's a wandering eyeball, huh? It's, in, it's endearing. Is it? Does it do it at certain times or uh, uh, all the all time? All the time, all the time. And she also is always cold because she's skinny and little, so she shakes, so, so she has to wear clothes. They sound <laughs> adorable. Are there pictures anywhere of these of these adorable dogs? <sighs> I can send them to you. We'd, li- we'd like to post. <laughs> well, we actually we post them for listeners on our website if you'll send them. Oh, and I'll tell you how I wash them. I take them in the shower with me. You do? And I hold them and I bathe them with human shampoo and I and they're in the shower with me. And they don't mind? No, that it's good because then I'm holding them so they feel safe and everything. How appropriate for today's show. Hi, this is Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Don't have a cow, man. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. And today we're talking about cleaning up after your furry family friends. And let me tell you, I, I have four cats where I live, and it gets messy. Uh, you, you have the hair. Uh, you have all kinds of other things, too. And we're talking about, you know, sometimes odors that, God bless their little souls. You love them lots. But I decided to pull in my friend, Lou Osborne, uh, who's put together a product called Knockout. And before we start, I want to tell you how to spell this because it's the most unusually spelled product you've ever seen. But it is a unique product itself. So I understand. N O K O U T. N-O-K-O-U-T. It's knockout. Hi, Lou. How are you doing? 
Hey, I'm doing great. Well, nice where, to you. Where are we calling you today? I'm in Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, beautiful Shreveport. Knockout has obviously been something you've been you've devoted your life to, right? We have been selling Knockout for the past twelve years, and we found out about it before that. But wow! So it's been around that long. Okay, how does it work? What does it do? And tell us all the good juicy details you can. I will. Knockout is chlorine dioxide, and it is a, that's a product that's been around for a long time, but people were not aware of how useful it was. It's been known as a disinfectant. Well, now it sounds like a chemical. Is it? Is it? Dangerous at it all? Is not, oh, no, it's not dangerous. It's totally non-toxic. We have so many lab reports to show how non-toxic and safe it is to use. Why, you can use it right straight on your animal's fur. If they really? go out and roll around in something that's just awful, then you can just spray their fur right away. The coat will be clean and sweet-smelling. And well, it won't harm my cat if he licks it? Oh, no. It's when it's absolutely safe. You could put it in your mouth if you got bad breath. <laughs> it won't hurt. Well, I, I, once a year, the dogs come in, uh, they, they get in a tangle with the skunks. Yeah, it does get rid of skunk odor. Totally. Really? And All you, could... you have to do is just spray that dog down really good and rub it in. It has no smell, so oh. you won't smell a thing. Uh-huh. It just deodorizes totally. It's safe to use in, in your kennels, on the crates, in bedding. Well, I, I understand you can even put it in the pet's bath. Absolutely. When I bathe my corgis, that's the first thing that goes in. Oh, really? Okay. How much do you put in? I put in eight ounces to about a cup full of water. And the corgis love it, huh? They don't know it's there. (laughs) (laughs) Now, would this also disinfect my litter boxes? Oh, yes. Uh, The way you use it in a litter box, Judy, is just to put knockout at the bottom of the box when you Uh clean it up. Put your fresh litter in and spray the top lightly. Wow. Now, when the cats come in and use the litter box, they'll stir it up so they're moving knockout around. Uh-huh. And it's not gone away just because it's dry. It's still working. So you remove the solids, spray the top, and walk away. Why is it spelled so weird? Well, I don't know. I thought it was funny, too. You know, it's like <laughs> the logo has a boxing glove on it. Uh-huh. Like, knock it out. Okay. So that's, I guess, where it came from. Well, so the important thing to remember is that it's spelled N-O-K-O-U-T. That's right. Is there a website? There is, www.knockout.com. So it's really There's a important. lot of information on that site, Hal. Where can we get this? You can get it on the website, or you can call me at 888-600-6673. Oh, you said that too fast. 888? 888-600-6673. or visit the website at www.knockoutnokout.com. You got it. Lou, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, I've had a good time. Thanks so much. 1-866-405-8405. Those are the numbers here if you want to get a one of those uh, prepaid postage envelopes to send us your empty ink cartridges. Why, you say, how would I want to do that? <laughs> well, because we can qualify you with each cartridge you send us for the summer giveaway. Woo-hoo! Now, this happens every year. Summer giveaway gets so big that in order for us to actually list what's in the summer giveaway grand prize package, it would take so much time. Uh, we just don't have that time. I'd rather speak to you on the phone, and we'll do that in just a second. However, we do have everything listed at the website, and we have a webcam of the grand prize package as it grows. And it has some fabulous things for cats, for dogs, and for you. You want to qualify by sending us your empty ink cartridges, or 
There's other ways you can qualify. You can air us inside your place of business. Let's say you're a groomer or veterinarian, or you can put us on your hold system. These are all ways to qualify for the summer giveaway. All the rules and details at AnimalRadio.com. And if you don't mind, I'm going to go to the phones. Hi, who's this? This is Scott from Las Vegas. Hey, Scott. How you doing? I'm doing good today. Is how it are you? Very good. I was through Las Vegas a couple of days ago. Very hot. Is it hot today? It is certainly hot. I don't understand how anybody could live there unless you're in inside air conditioning all the time. That would be well, the way to do it. Those casinos are air conditioned. You work in a casino? No, I don't. I work in an office building. That's air conditioned, so you have it good. Of okay. course. <laughs> what can we do for you today? Well, I've got a couple questions for you concerning this um, uh, sweepstakes you're having, this oh, giveaway. The summer, summer giveaway, giveaway, yes. Yeah, the summer giveaway. Okay. Yeah, um, by the way, it's uh, we're going to add another prize next week. I just got an email about this. This woo-hoo. I'll tell you, it's getting big. A big, big billion big, dollars. Well, close to a, a billion dollars or, or something like that. A prize package both for uh, your your dog or your cat or yourself. It's uh, it's it's huge. So, what was your question? I'm sorry. Well, the thing is, we might as well just make it easy because I'll probably win it anyway. You just send it now and be done. Okay. And why is that? Well, if I understand, you're giving away. You want cartridges. Yeah, right? we want uh, for every cartridge you send us, we qualify you once for the summer giveaway. Well, I can get about a hundred of them. A hundred? A hundred cartridges? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> so do I get a you get qualified for every cartridge I send? Yes, you do. You get qualified a hundred times for the Whoa. summer giveaway. Whoa. That's Whoa. pretty good odds there. And that's why I encourage everybody to uh, collect at your office there. Because everybody has these cartridges. They're just throwing them away, yeah. usually. Right. And uh, if, you, if you could get them all together, uh, maybe you have a chance against this guy here in Las Vegas. <laughs> yes, sir. You can qualify a hundred times. Was that, your, was that your question? Did you have any other questions? Yeah. That Well, yeah, I got one more. Do I have to send them to you? We actually send you a postage-paid envelope, and we'll send you a bunch of them. And, and that way, you don't have to put stamps on it. You don't have to put the address on it. We'll send you the envelope. All you got to do is call us here like you just did, and uh, we'll send them off to you. You put the cartridges in there, throw it in the mailbox, and it's on our way back here to Animal Radio. Well, that couldn't be easier. No, it's uh, pretty pretty simple. Better odds than uh, probably what you got going on there in Vegas. Then at the slots. There you go. Yep. Does that help you, sir? Yes, certainly does. I may just have to contact a few of my friends around here and maybe get more cartridges from them. There you wow. go. There you go. Thanks for calling today. No problem. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405. We got to go. That's it for this hour. There's lots more at AnimalRadio.com. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Remember, uh, please never get an animal from a breeder. Go to a breed rescue. And spay or neuter your pet. And if you get a cat, please don't declaw. We'll see you next week right here on this fine station for more Animal Radio. Bye-bye.